0: it's the Loose Ledge, the MCW World Champion, Adam Brooks. This is the Women's Champion, Kellyanne. This is your dad, Rocky Monero. It is the influential Skyler Cruz. This is the
1: Business Slex, and you're listening to MCW Wired.
0: MCW Wired. You are listening to MCW Wired.
1: Welcome to MCW Wired, the official podcast of Melbourne City Wrestling. My name's Simon Tackler. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Nim And Nims, we are joined today by one of your all-time favorite wrestlers, your favorite MCW champ of all time, your favorite superstar and your favorite podcast guest, the Loose Ledge, Adam Brooks.
2: Yeah, Simon, this is going to be an absolute treat and welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us on another big edition of MCW Wide. It was really cool to chat to Mitch Waterman, not discounting him. And you can check the archives to hear our chat with Mitchy there. But I tell you what, Brooksy is just on another level. Everyone always has this image in their head of what Adam Brooks is like. And I think that this really, you know, well, he's loose. He's literally a guy that is, he doesn't take things too seriously. But the difference is he's not like that when he steps into the ring. You will never see a more serious, vicious, and technical competitor that steps inside that square circle. And I think when we go through the Loose Legacy as he's dubbed it, which even itself makes me laugh, you'll see that Adam Brooks is a damn good professional wrestler.
1: He's so good. There's a reason he's generated the buzz he has over the years and why he's been sort of at the forefront of, you know, this boom in Australian wrestling and why he's travelled the world and why he's going to travel the world again soon. You know, there's a reason for it all. You know, underneath the exterior of being the Loose legend and being all laid back and stuff we see him backstage at the thornbury theater we've spoken to him before when you're talking about you know the art of wrestling and his passion for it this is his life and he takes it as seriously as anyone takes anything
2: you are not wrong there but you know we can talk about how good adam brooks is but let's hear our chat with him here on mcwy trust me you're in for a treat so without further ado the loose ledge adam brooks
1: making his return to MCW Wired, one of our favorite guests. He is the MCW world champion, the loose legend, Adam Brooks. Brooksy. welcome back to
0: Wired. What's going on, fellas? It's uh, good to be back. Looking forward to having a little bit of a gas bag with you. There's uh, not a lot we can really do at the moment. So let's let's chat some uh, MCW, I suppose.
2: Hey, Brooksy. first off, man, we got to really apologize to you because the last time we sat down, for you for a podcast uh, it was at the mcw academy and you and slex got into a bit of a pretty heated moment and that led to a three stages of hell match at homecoming so we're sorry for that and hopefully by the end of this podcast we won't get you in a tlc match or like a hell in a cell so uh, we'll do our best to stay to not get you booked for anything violent after this
0: <laughs> you know, i appreciate that fellas although it'd be cool to throw me in a hell in a cell one day you know <laughs>
1: Okay, well let's say hypothetically, if it was to happen, who would Brooksy be facing inside that cell?
0: That's hard. Cause there's there's so many talented dudes and stuff, but I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know, Slex? I'm sure you would love to get in the in the in a cell as well.
2: Well, and he has gotta get a couple of wins back because at that three stages of hell match, I mean, you beat him twice, and that was the match that basically showed the MCW fans and I guess wrestling fans across Australia and across the world that like, hey, guess what? The Loose Legacy is real and uh, look what happened to the bloke that doubted it and was very vocal about doubting it. He ended up counting lights twice in one night.
0: Yeah, exactly. That that was cool, man. You know, 11 months off, it was awesome to get back uh, to MCW but yeah, first match back, three stages of hell. <laughs> 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 so you know, I'm still feeling the effects from that match today. Um, but yeah, walked away with the victory, still the champ, loose legacy, continued, or I guess officially began. Take it however you want.
1: Did you feel pressure for that match? Because not only was it like the first title defense, it was at homecoming, first show back in so long, three stages of hell. It's the main event. It's, it's everything. against Slex. It's, it's against Slex. You guys... <laughs> It went almost an hour, and the expectations (laughs) literally couldn't be higher. When it was all said and done, were you okay with it? Were you proud of it? Did it live up to what you were expecting?
0: Yeah, I was pretty proud of how the uh, the match turned out. Um, Obviously, walking away with the victory. And yeah, I mean, 11 months away from MCW at the time, I was lucky enough to... You know move over to move, move over here to Adelaide so I hadn't I, I'd still been in the ring I had about five months away from the ring whereas like Slexi he, he had like that 10 11 months away from the ring so yeah the fact that you know it was the three stages of hell and it was long <laughs> yeah man it was you know I, I'm proud of it I'm glad that we got through it Um you know, I've got a bit of buzz on the internet, which is, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm glad people enjoyed it.
2: Mate, and uh, mate, if you haven't seen it, check it out on MCW on demand. It is a hell of a match. It lives up to all the hype, man. And there was many a time where Simon and I were watching in the crowd and we just sort of had to look at everyone and just go, oh my God, we're about to witness the death of Adam Brooks here. This is awful. <laughs> no, you did pretty well, mate. And, and okay, so you've got that one. Tick, you've just uh, cemented yourself as the real deal by beating Slex twice in one night, and then at the next show, like you, you went and issued an open challenge at Ballroom, and out of all people to answer it, bloody Danny Psycho. I'm talking the OG, a guy that is built like a brick. You know what decides to come out, and this is a bloke that literally has been there, done that. He's well, he's the first MCW champion. He is a legend, and all of a sudden, he's getting up in your grill, saying, "All right, Brooksy." You can do what you want with Slex, but uh, I've got a different thing. And then you two tangled up at Fallout. That would have been a hell of a a thing because I'm guessing, much like us, you were a fan of Danny Psycho back in the day, and now he's there trying to knock your head off and take your title.
0: Yeah, it was uh, was certainly surprising having Danny come and interrupt me, but it was also flattering. Um, I've got a lot of respect for Danny. I, I grew up watching Danny. I grew up watching my mentor beat the crap out of Danny. So to get in there with Danny and, you know, that ended up being his last match. You know, there's kind of a cool little story there, you know, like uh, he he had all these wars with my mentor years ago and then his career finishes wrestling that, uh, you know, that guy's student or Mm -hmm. protege so to speak. So it was cool, you know, getting in there with Danny. Um, you know, I can see, I can see why uh, him and Matt went so hard. They used, you know, geez, it hits hard, Danny. <laughs> I tell you that much.
1: Well, on, on the topic of that match. And then, you know, thinking about Danny psycho's history and your history as well. Mm-hmm. MCW has kind of like just passed its 10th anniversary. It's been around for a decade now bigger than ever, when you think back to the early days, for you, what was the first thing you remember about MCW, whether it was as a fan or a wrestler? What struck you about it and made you think, okay, this is where I want to do it, and this is a company I want to you know,
0: reach the top of, which you've done now? Well, it was the, it was the talent that was there at the time. You know, you're coming in as a young guy, and I, I I'd, I'd kept my eye on you know the victorian wrestling scene at the time and i knew that you know i knew who the top i guess the top guys were you know you had matt silver you had cracker jack uh you had mike peterson you had uh, carlo was there um hardway inc cletus you know cletus another underrated dude who was there early on you had all these guys and i was like all right that's where that's where i want to go because that's where all the top guys are wrestling. Oh, Slexi. Obviously, Slexi was there. to put Slexi there. Um, you know, I was like, that's where I want to go. And, you know, lucky enough, uh, you know, being, being under Matt's wing at the time and him training me, he, uh, he, you know, he put a word in for me and then they gave me an opportunity. And then, yeah, I've been there ever since. I think I, I, think I debuted there when I was about 19.
2: And man, every time we see your name on the card, I mean that was one of the main reasons like I got into MCW seeing Adam Brooks' name on the card. And and then all of a sudden, after you defeat Danny Psycho, and and you know, that was a hell of a match too. And considering the fact it was Danny's last match, that's gonna be one of those matches that just keeps being replayed over and over because it is such a historic match. But you barely have enough time to pick up your title and Basically dust yourself off. And all of a sudden, hey, guess what, man? Robbie Eagles is going to take you on next. (laughs) Issues a challenge there. And man, can you get a break, Brooksy? Can you ever enjoy your win?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, my boy Robbie Eagles popped up on the screen and then he challenged me. So look, same story as, as Danny and Slex, a guy that I respect so much, a guy that I've traveled the world with, you know, a guy that we've had to listen to bloody Jonah snoring in hotels while we're trying to sleep, you know, like stuff like that. Uh, The best junior heavyweight in Australia, you know, and now the world, you know, I I said that. He's the best junior heavyweight in the world. Uh, And he's gone and achieved that now. So man, Robbie, Robbie's awesome. Love that dude. Such a talent. Super proud of his success. You know, he, he certainly deserves it. Um, yeah, man, he's the man.
1: It's kind of cool to think back to, like you mentioned, you know, yourself, Robbie and Jonah traveling the world, going over to PWG, creating that buzz. The buzz keeps growing. And now we end up in a spot where you're the MCW world champ. Robbie Eagles is doing his thing in Sydney, but also over with New Japan Pro Wrestling. You're signed to Ring of Honor. We have this match at MCW, and it's like these two guys just keep getting to the next level and taking it higher. And it felt special getting to see this match still in the Thornbury Theatre. We don't know if that's the last time we'll see it here, but that was really cool. How did that feel, like knowing you guys just keep taking it to the next level? Well, yeah,
0: you know, just at the start of the match, just standing there going, okay, you know, I'm signed to ROH. The dude standing across the ring from me, he's signed to New Japan. You know, uh, 2018, you know, we were traveling to LA together to participate in, you know, the Battle of Los Angeles for PWG. So it's kind of cool to just think, okay, all those years ago, we both got this big opportunity, this, this break, I guess. And then years later, we've capitalized on it, you know, as best as we could. You know,
2: man, did that also put a lot of pressure on you? Because, like, when you go into when you see two names on a card, and you just mentioned you got some great history with Robbie, you travel the world, you've mixed it up in the ring together. People, or when you already see, like, before New Horizons even tickets went on sale people like oh this is gonna be belterian match this is gonna be a five-star classic this is gonna be this this is gonna be that and everyone's like, were you and robbie just kind of like hang on it'll be what it'll be just calm calm down everyone all right relax like was there a lot of pressure on you to live up to that hype and don't get me wrong that's justifiable hype Do i mean the minute we saw robbie on the screen we're like where do we get tickets come on
0: yeah there, there's always pressure um i always put pressure on myself i yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't think I can go out there and just be like, oh yeah, cool. You know, we'll see what happens. Da da da. You know, I'm I'm very focused, and and I put that pressure on myself because I want to go out there and kill it. I want people to be leaving, going, man, Brooksy, he killed it. You know, like, and there's also that pressure of like, you know, I'm standing across the uh, the ring from a guy who's representing New Japan. He's representing Sydney. Mm. You know, um, I'm I'm representing ROH. I'm representing Melbourne. I'm I'm representing MCW as its champion. So, you know, those things creep into your head as well. Um, but I mean, I guess throughout the years, I've been able to deal with the pressure. <laughs> so, yeah, then- man.
1: Then post-match though, when you get the response, whether it's from the crowd, the buzz from the internet, it's interesting. I feel like we've discussed this on other podcasts with you and even just like off air, but it always feels like even if there's a match that does get a lot of buzz when, you know, we might say to you, hey man, that match was awesome or did you see what these people say? Your answer is always like, yeah, it was all right or "Oh, it could have been better. It's, it's interesting your mindset before a match and then it, it almost feels like there's a level that maybe you'll never be satisfied with, but it's probably a good thing. It almost feels like that's what keeps you going and going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm never satisfied and that's Matt Silver's fault. That's his fault. Just, that's, just, that's just the way it is, you know? Like I'll, I'll read stuff on the internet and it will be mostly positive and then he might sit down and watch the match and then I'll get a phone call, <laughs> and he just just critiques everything. <laughs> and you're just like, oh. you know, like you're right. It's hard. It's hard to argue. You're always left sitting there going, "Jesus, right?" You know. And then you may get the one odd little compliment, and you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, that was good." <laughs> but most of the time, it's uh, it's harsh critiquing. But like, guy, I I feel guys need that. And, and I think that that's what's kept me so grounded and so humble and so chilled and, and never really satisfied. So... Is that is something it, it, you
1: try and pass on to some of the newer guys who are coming through the academies, you know, around the country? If they reach out to you and they say, oh, I got a lot of buzz for this match or, you know, did you like this? Do you try and keep them grounded too and say, hey, but what about this? You could have done this better or, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I do try to uh, do the same sort of I guess, teaching methods that, that Matt does to me, you know, like just, just keep people grounded, you know, say positive stuff, but also say, you know, but this could have been done differently or this could have been done better, you know, just, just keep people grounded. There's nothing worse than when you see, and being, a, I guess, a more experienced guy now, seeing a kid kind of come from nowhere and then get an opportunity at a sort of a bigger place mm-hmm. and and be put into the main event and then all of a sudden their ego just skyrockets <laughs> you know and i stand there going oh boy here we go <laughs> but maybe that's sort of just me being a little bit of an uh, an older dude now or a been around you know australia for a while
2: the thing though, Brooksy, is like, we look at the, like, let's just look at your run as champ at the moment, you know, the the quote unquote loose legacy so far. Now it'd be very easy for anyone that'd be critical to be like, Oh, well, you know, he's doing, he's doing his greatest hits because he's up against guys like Slicks. He's up against Robbie Eagles. I mean, these guys could work together in their sleep, but let's look at your last title defense at winter warfare. You're against caveman. Ugg. Now you and Ugg don't exactly have the world's greatest history together. Like there's not, there's not 700 caveman Ugg matches and Brooksy matches that you can, Like, you know, go to the well. Plus, he's a completely different dude. Like, you just stand side by side next to him. Like, on the scales, he outmatches you. Like, you're much more of a high flyer. This is like, it's oil and water. There is a clash of styles here. Yet, this was an absolute classic as well. You had to completely reinvent the playbook in your match against Doug.
0: Yeah, man. Completely different styles, as you said. Um, He's big, I guess... I guess I'm small. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I had to do things differently. I can't go in there and, and, and wrestle. I can't go in there and lock up with him because he, he'd just throw me around. So that's why I was like, all right, I've got to start this thing quick. I've got to start this thing hot. I've got to get on this dude quick. Um, so that's what I did. Um, another dude that just hits so hard. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, you know, once again, I was able to uh, get past Caveman Ugg and still be the champ and continue this loose legacy.
1: It's kind of cool looking at it too now Now that, you know, these matches have happened and we can see how different they all were, the different kind of style that you had to adapt to. This is one maybe for the older fans, but this reminds me of when Shawn Michaels was world champion in '96. He had a run of matches against a a different type of opponent every pay-per-view. It -hmm. was Vader. It was Mankind. It was the Bulldog. It was Bret Hart. It was Diesel. This feels like that. That's about as big of a compliment I can say because it feels like there's Adam Brooks and then there's Adam Brooks adapting to each person's style every event. And it feels different. It feels cool. Like we're not seeing anything repetitive in a way like are you proud of that and is that what you want this to be showing that you can do basically everything
0: yeah i love getting in there with all different you know levels of experience all different shapes and sizes because that's what makes you a better wrestler you know yeah it'd be cool to get in there with a guy the same size as me you know do some fast pace flippy fast nonsense you know that's cool but then being able to adapt and be like, okay, this guy's so much taller. This dude's so much stronger. How, how can I adapt and use my skills to sort of overcome, you know, that size or that strength? Um, so, yeah, I love that. I love that challenge of trying to, you know, all right, what can we do here? So
2: now we don't quite know uh, who your next opponent is gonna be, but we do know there is one man that probably has got you in the crosshairs at some point in time, and that is Mitch Waterman. I mean, he won the ballroom brawl. Oh Mitchy! Like that was just one of those moments that you could feel the walls of the Thornbury Theatre just absolutely shake. But we know that you've actually you've won a ballroom brawl previously. You've you've been in Mitch's shoes at the moment. Now the shoes on the other foot. You're the hunted, he's the hunter, and First off, do you have any advice for Mitch? And secondly, what, what do you think in your mind that at some point in time, Mitch Waterman is going to go, hey, Brooksy, now it's my turn?
0: Well, the first bit of advice I have for Mitch Waterman is uh, before he gets a shot at my championship, he needs to start shouting some of the fellas some froths because I'm sick and tired of always shouting the boys, for one. <laughs> but no, look, Mitch... Uh, outside of the ring, I consider Mitch a friend of mine. Um, he's touched on it. He he watched me wrestling at the Dragonfly. He he watched uh, me and me and Matt wrestle the last time we did. You know, and that's what got him hooked. That's what made him want to be a wrestler. Like that's flattering to hear that. Um, and to watch Mitch's journey, you know, throughout the Brat Pack and him and Unit doing all their crazy nonsense. You know, what, four tag team runs, I think. That's more mm-hmm. than I had, the flogs. <laughs> um, you know, and now and now he's breaking into this, this you know, being a singles wrestler. Uh, he won the ballroom brawl. You know, I did that in 2019. But I think the advice that I have for Mitch is just, I guess, just be ready. I mean, he thought he was ready against Lexi (laughs) and then you know we all saw what happened there so just yeah I guess just be ready because I want to wrestle Mitch Waterman at 100% um you know he's getting into the ring with the dude that inspired him to get into MCW like that that's that's a cool story um but friends or not Mitch knows how serious I take pro wrestling. This isn't, this isn't no hobby or anything for me. Like, this is legitimately my life. I packed up and drove all the way over to South Australia just so I could continue to train, to continue to be in a wrestling ring, you know. So that's how much I love wrestling. That's how much wrestling means to me. And he knows that. So, you know, during this time off, I hope he's training... You know, to the best of his abilities that he can. But yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, whenever, whenever that match happens, um I'm looking forward to uh getting in there with young Mitchy.
1: And on the topic, if we're making the comparisons, you know, you guys both won the ballroom brawl, who got which ovation was bigger? 2019, Brooksy's return, 2021, <laughs> Mitchy winning it. The theater rumbled for both. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's that's <laughs> I don't know. I I can't answer that. Um, I think that that's more of like a fan, uh, a fan answer. Um, Yeah. I remember I was, I was joking about that. I was like, man, I hope, I hope they react to me, you know? And then I was making jokes. I hope I get the Hardy boys WrestleMania pop. (laughs) 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 Um, So yeah, you know, we both got some decent little pops. So I guess we'll see who gets a bigger one <laughs> whenever we get to.
2: <laughs> yeah, we can't wait for that one in a battle of the pops. That'll be a great one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey,
2: just uh, staying on, um, like some of the up and comers. It's funny hearing you mention yourself as like you know one of the old guys of MCW because that's hilarious to me when I think about it because you're still that same fresh faced young Adam Brooks that we all know and love. But
0: yeah, you... but I'm getting some grays in my beard, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But but Brooksy, like there is like Mitch is obviously leading the charge for the next generation. You got other guys too, like, you know, Royce Chambers is another guy who is really, really, you know, stepping up to the plate a little bit. And we all know that Royce is special. He's just on that little cusp. There's there's a lot of like parallels there. You know, the young high flyer that, you know, might want to fly a bit too close to the sun. But what advice do you have for a guy like Royce Chambers and anyone else in the academy that are coming up? Because you know what it is like that when you're in the bright lights, it's pretty easy to get carried away. But you somehow managed to go, all right, let's dial it back a little bit and not get, you know, too too over the top. What do you say to a bloke like Royce that probably at some point in time will probably come for your title as well?
0: Um, I think the best advice for someone like Royce would be uh, stay grounded and stay focused and listen to the right people. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably what I would say to someone like Roycey. But no Roycey's he's awesome. Super talented. Uh, I've gotten in there with him a few times at other places. He's yeah, he, he's really le He he's all, he's another dude leading the charge, you know, of all these young dudes in the country, but man, there, there's others, you know, like I watched, uh, y- you know, I, I've, I've actually been watching a lot of Mitchy to keep my eye on him, but, uh, I watched uh, Mitch and Edward Dusk. I think there's some potential there with Edward Dusk. Um, And another dude that always uh, impresses me when I see him wrestle, and I'd love to get in there with him, is uh, Emin the Uh, Kid. Mm
2: -hmm. The old golden boy.
0: (laughs) The golden boy. I'd love to get in there with him because usually, usually I'm the smaller dude in the ring. If I was in there with Emin the Kid... You know, hey, that's complete change of roles there. You know, he's the smaller dude, you know. Yeah, I like might like gorilla press him into the crowd like Spike Dudley.
2: Yeah, you're like bloody Sid Vicious if you stand next to him.
0: Yeah, just, no second row uh, big boot, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't want that to happen. But on that note of talking about, you know, all these young guns who were coming for you, the open challenge that basically still stands for fight to survive next time we've got a show this challenge stands whoever wants to step up
0: yeah you know i'm looking forward to who who decides to step up next you know let's let's uh let's continue this this loose legacy
2: if I could give you any words of advice, can you, for, for for the benefit of your own body, Brooksy, can you please stop making open challenges, man? It just last time you did that, Daddy Psycho stepped on the plate, mate. You think about your health, dude.
0: Yeah, I know, and yeah, look, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it doesn't. Hopefully, it doesn't backfire on me. I mean, a lot of my friends have uh, unfortunately been, uh, I guess, let go from places. But they can't travel yet, so I'm not worried about them yet. But, <laughs> man, you know, depending how long I can hold it and if, if borders reopen and stuff, you never know, you might be rocking up. Could be interesting.
1: It's An interesting time, and we can't wait for it to finally happen again to see Brooksy in the MCW ring, defending that title. It is going to happen. We've just got to be patient. But in the meantime, Brooksy, where can the fans find you? And uh, where can they pick up some merch? I saw that Krispy Kreme style donut (laughs) shirt you put out. It's sick. If anyone (laughs) wants to get
0: that, if anyone wants to stay in touch, where can they do it? Yeah. So my socials are, uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram. They're just the Adam Brooksy. I've mentioned this on other podcasts. Let's get the followers back. Some goober bloody hacked my previous accounts. You know, so that sucked. But oh well. Social media sucks anyway. But, you know, I got, uh, what's, I got Facebook. That's Brooksy brand. I'm on wrestler merch. I'm on pro wrestling tees. I've got a big cartel store. That's just uh, Merch.bigcartel.com. So yeah, get all me merch. Go get my sweet new donut t-shirt. That's a, not a bad little pop, that one. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm on cameo as well. Get get some cameos from me. They're, they're usually pretty fun. <laughs> Good little pop when you can have brooksy cut a promo on you or something
2: there you go it's the it's the fun gift for all the family but yeah Yeah. (laughs) brooksy brooksy been an absolute pleasure man we can't wait to see you in uh back in the ring bro so uh all the best dude and uh thanks for joining us
0: again on wide thank you fellas it was uh it was good chatting again hopefully i can bloody see you guys soon at the thornbury theater fingers crossed thanks for jumping on board cheers fellas
1: And a big thanks once again to the MCW world champ himself, Adam Brooks. Always great to chat to Brooksy, and we can't wait to see him in the ring again. Like he said, the open challenge will stand next time we're back at the Thornbury Theatre when we finally run the MCW Fusion show. Brooksy's going to be there, and he wants someone to step up. Like he said, there's so many names he wants to get in the ring with. I can't wait to see who it's going to be next. So
2: many potential dream matches he floated out there as well. Obviously, we are going to get Mitch versus Brooksy at some point in time, but I'd love to see him and Emin and the Kid. I mean, we chatted to Emin the Kid last year on MCW Wide, and that really sort of opened up my eyes to just his backstory and just how much of a talented dude he is, more than just an animated GIF on social media. So the idea of the loose ledge, the greatest ledge of all time, up against the Golden Boy... Man, that's something that we could look forward to later on down the
1: track. Yeah, they would bring the house down. That'd be an absolute classic. And like he said, he'd be in a different position. He'd be the bigger guy. And again, like he said, variety. That's what this, this loose legacy is all about in this title run. Changing it up, showing how much he can do. That'd be a great one. And of course, Royce Chambers, we've said it. We've heard fans say it. He's kind of like... A young Adam Brooks, the next Adam Brooks. There are those parallels. There's a similar style there. I'd love to see it.
2: Well, before um, Royce Chambers can be the next Adam Brooks, he has to get through the current Adam Brooks. So that's something that's going to be pretty cool to see. But look... Fight to Survive is the next show that is on the horizon. If you want to find out when that is going to happen and stay up to date with everything Melbourne City Wrestling, make sure you jump on the socials at MCity Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff, or you can head to mcitywrestling.com. And of course, make sure you check out the Melbourne City Wrestling YouTube page because there's a couple of freebies thrown up there too, Simon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There are some freebies on the YouTube page to whet your appetite. And then you know what? take a deep dive, relive it again. If you were there in person at the Thornbury Theatre or maybe if you missed a couple, relive the loose legacy so far at MCW On Demand. Go through all the shows because, man, Brooksy's having a hell of a 2021 so far. Yeah,
2: hell yeah. And make sure you get that that shirt, the Krispy Kreme one of um, wrestlermerch.com because it is a banger. But man, that wraps up another edition of MCW Wired. For Simon, I've been Nims Azor. It's been an absolute pleasure to join us and we'll see you next time on another edition of Wired.